beautiful day for the Lord to come again. Wouldn't it be great if Jesus came back before the night's over? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Amen. Hallelujah. He's coming back. And this could be that day. What a beautiful day for the Lord to come again.
Amen. Love that old song? It's a Happy Goodman special. Anybody of you remember the old Happy Goodman family? Praise God. Howard and Vestal and all the family. Amen. That's, that's before some of, our, some of us younger ones day, but can't beat the Happy Goodman family. Hallelujah. Good to be in the Lord's house tonight, isn't it? Amen. amen. Appreciate your presence. Appreciate, uh, amen, the Lord. Appreciate his presence. Amen. I'm just thankful uh, uh, for what he's done already this week and how our hearts have been stirred and challenged by everything that's been said and done. Uh, boy, I tell you, we've heard some good singing. Uh, amen. Uh, but boy, we sure have heard some good preaching. Praise the Lord for the word of God. Thankful for the man of God and uh, his willingness to declare to us unashamedly, thus saith the Lord. And I'm excited about tonight. Uh, amen. As we started out on Monday night, uh, being challenged regarding the thought of what is our ministry. We all have a ministry. But then last night, where's our fruit? Wow, was that not convicting? Amen. Uh, what is our, where is our fruit? And if we were to stand before the Lord tonight, would we have any fruit into our account? And uh, what a challenge. And I'm excited to hear uh, Brother Roberts, unless he changes his mind, he's going to be finishing up. Ephesians, or excuse me, Acts chapter number 20 tonight, Acts chapter number 20, uh, and see I really like that chapter because it talks about a long service, uh, a service that was extended, and the preacher preached so long that Eutychus actually fell out of the wind and went to sleep, and we even have our own Eutychus here, Aunt Pam, uh, amen, so uh, if, <laughs> amen, praise God, Dylan, you got any Eutychuses at Greystone? He ain't even going to answer. He ain't been he ain't been pastoring long enough to answer that question. Okay, I've started a church fight already. Praise God, uh, Amen. But I had a, a church member one time several years back. I walked into the uh, ICU waiting room at Laughlin Hospital, and I walked around the corner, and he said, "Oh, there's the preacher. I'm getting sleepy." So I didn't know how to respond to that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I said, well, I'll just preach a little longer next time. Hallelujah. We do appreciate your presence. I, I appreciate all of our visitors. We do especially appreciate Greystone Free Will Baptist Church and their willingness to come and support uh, our revival meeting. Amen. Thank you all so much. And I really do consider Greystone our sister church. Uh, amen. We'll have them if you all have us, okay? But we do love your church. We love your people. And, yeah, I do love you, Pastor. Uh, it takes a special amount of grace, but I do love him. And I'm thankful for his friendship. As far as I know, we're not related. If we are, it's way on down the line. Yeah, uh, you just wish, praise God. But uh, amen. Thank you so much, Greystone, for being here. And we have other visitors. And we just pray that tonight will be a special night. And uh, whatever it is that the Lord would have for us, that his will would be done. Amen. Uh, not, nevertheless, not our will, but thine be done. Revival will continue through the end of the week. Uh, of course, uh, revival will begin next Monday night at Greystone Free Will Baptist Church. So uh, we'll do our best to return the favor and, and, and do everything we can to support you and your efforts next week. As my former pastor, the man that I answered the call to preaching under, Brother Gary Norton, will be bringing the, the messages at Greystone next week. And if you've never heard uh, Preacher Norton preach, boy, I tell you, you're in for a treat. Great man of God, loves the Lord. He's going to preach. He's going to preach. He's going to preach. Preach the sin out of you. Hallelujah! I believe that. But uh, we need it, don't we? Amen. 
So uh, we'll be praying for your meeting, and I encourage everyone to go out and support that meeting next week. Uh, prayer request tonight. Uh, praise the Lord, Miss Becky got a wonderful praise report today. Hallelujah. It uh, looks like maybe that um, uh, her, her children are in the process of getting the kids back. Can I get a witness? Isn't that a wonderful answer to prayer? And I know our church has been praying for that. And uh, amen. I love, to, I, I love to hear praise reports. Not just prayer requests, but praise reports. Anything real quick that you'd like to uh, bring to our attention before we move forward in the service? Yes, uh, dear friends of ours, Luke Buchanan, uh, it's my brother-in-law's dad, uh, John Buchanan, pastor at Liberty Free Will Baptist Church. They've taken him to the hospital with a buildup of fluid, so we need to remember him and that family, just such dear and precious friends of ours. So remember uh, the Buchanan family in prayer. Somebody else tonight? Go ahead, brother. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I like it when God's done so much we ain't got time to tell all of it. Hallelujah. Amen. God's been good to you tonight, church. Can you say that? God's been good to me. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anyone else this evening? Amen. Pam's got allergies. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, it's that time of year, isn't it, church? Anyone else? Unspoken requests tonight by the uplifted hand, lost loved ones. Pray for our churches. I know there's other churches that are in revival meeting right now or getting ready to be. We need to pray for God's men, preachers all over the, the, the country. And all over the world, pray for our missionaries on the field. Pray for our nation. America needs prayer. Uh, we don't need to forget to pray for Israel. Amen. As we've been commanded to pray for the peace of the Jewish people. Uh, we'll gather around the altar. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. It's good to have my dear buddy Michael Brobeck with us. Michael, will you lead us in prayer, brother? to do, help us to support them, bless their meeting next week as the 
man of God comes and preaches the word of God. And Lord, I pray tonight for God's man, bless uh, Brother Roberts. Lord, as he preaches to us, God, give him the words to say. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that uh, you're going to give him a special unction and an anointing from on high. Lord, give him liberty, God, physical strength and energy. God, enlighten his mind, God. And uh, Lord, I pray you turn him loose tonight, Lord, that he might preach to us the infallible truths of thy word. Uh, God, I pray for the singers, Lord. Bless them. And, uh, Lord, Colton and Haley, Lord. And, uh, Father, we love them so much and are so thankful for their friendship. And, Lord, use them tonight as they minister to us in song. And, Lord, I pray, Father, tonight, uh, Lord, that, uh, Lord, for everything that has been uh, mentioned uh, by way of prayer request, uh, Lord, I pray. Thank you, Lord, for the praise reports tonight of what you have done. Lord, what we believe you're going to do. Uh, Lord, we thank you for Megan's situation. I pray for little Susanna, Lord, bless them. Uh, Lord, and uh, we can just go on and on. We pray, pray for the peace of Israel. We pray, God, for, uh, Lord, uh, our nation. Pray for the, the war in Ukraine. Uh, Lord, we pray, Father, for sister churches, God, of, of like faith. Pray for the men of God, Lord, all over the world that are preaching uh, and heralding thy truth. And, oh, God, tonight, uh, Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, that you just might, uh, Lord, send us here this evening that which we stand in need of. God, I pray that we would make much of Jesus. I pray, pray oh, God, Lord, that you would be high and lifted up on this mountain tonight. In and amongst your people, Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, tonight that uh, you find help. Lord, remove every hindrance, anything that might stand between us. And receiving your word, God, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, cleanse us from sin, Lord, and forgive us, Lord, for our shortcomings and our failures, Lord. And God, we're going to praise you for who you are and what you do on our behalf. Yes, As always, it sure is good to pray, isn't it? Amen. If I could have a couple of ushers come forward tonight, we're going to receive uh, our special love offering. Again, everything that is brought in this week goes to support our evangelist. Appreciate Brother Guy and Miss Wanda. Again, their willingness to be with us. Again, he is a, a pastor, and he is uh, making the sacrifice to be away from his flock to be with us this week. So you, I can't think of a better investment that you can make than give unto the work of God and to the man of God. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. Um, Scott, you lead us in prayer this evening. Stan, take your gold hymnals and let's turn to 523, page 523. Old hymn of the church, Victory in Jesus. Let's sing it out tonight.
Savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. Sing now, oh, victory in Jesus, thy Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. On the second, I heard about his healing of his cleansing power revealing how he made the lame to walk again and cause the blind to see and then i oh do you remember that day come and heal my broken spirit and somehow jesus came and brought to be the victory, oh victory in Jesus, thy Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due. He plunged me to victory beneath. And the last now I heard about a mansion he is built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea, about the angels singing and the old redemption story and some sweet day I'll sing up there a victory oh victory in Jesus my Savior forever me and he bought me with his redeeming blood he loved me ere i knew him and all my love is to him he plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood turn to 363 i'm switching it up a little grace amen this has kind of become one of the our anthems here at united Again, I'm thankful for uh, the blessed hope that we have, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. What a day it's going to be when we see the Lord. Amen. Look upon Him face to face. I love this song. 363 in your gold hymnal. Let's sing it unto the Lord tonight. 
Seems long, our trials hard to bear. We tempted to complain. There we go, to murmur and despair. But Christ will soon appear to catch his bride away. All tears for day sing now it will be worth it all when we see Jesus life's trials will seem so small when we see think about what you're singing now church one glimpse of his dear face all trial so bravely run the race till we see Christ. Sometimes the day looks dark without a ray of light. We're tossed and driven on, no human help inside. But there is one in heaven who knows our deepest cares. Let Jesus solve your problem. Just go to him. Isn't that good? It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race till we see Christ on the last now. Life's day will soon be o'er. All storms forever pass. We'll cross the great divide to glory safe at last. We'll share the joys of heaven. A harp, a home, a crown. The tempter will Vanished, we'll lay our burdens there. Singing unto the Lord, it will be worth. That's good. When we see Jesus, life's trials will seem so small. When we see Christ, one glimpse of his dear face. All sorrow will erase, so bravely run the race when we see Christ. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated tonight.
as the, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, the gray stone groupings. Let's call them that. How, how's that? The gray stone groupings make their way up. Uh, amen. Appreciate them. Appreciate uh, these um, friends of ours. Um, and just, just hold out for a little while. Don't get all excited. At the very end, they've got a special as the star of the show is going to join and she's going to kind of, the spotlight will be on her and, you know, Miss Jennifer, all right? Y'all know who I'm talking about? I mean, she's, that's right, yep, I mean, so anyway, isn't that right, guys? Isn't that, that's the plan, right? Haley's saying, no, no, Mama's not allowed, so. But we love them dearly, and I hope, I know they're going to be a blessing to you. You pray for them as they sing tonight. Come on, guys.
He'll bring me through, and I'll stand and say, God is still good. If you believe that tonight, say amen. Well, sometimes we wonder whether or not we're going to make it through. But boy, I tell you what, when it's all said and done, I believe that we'll be standing on the other side uh, as God casts the devil into hell where he belongs. And we'll praise his name. And rejoice and have a hallelujah spell saying, God is still good. Well, I've had a little youngin ask if they could sing, let me tell you about my Jesus. And if I didn't let them sing, we'd have a problem. Amen. She wouldn't let me out of this place. So, come on, kiddos. All kiddos. All kiddos. Hurry up. Preacher got to preach. I'm going to start drafting you. Let's go. There's one. She's the one that requested it, but she can't sing solo.
wipe away the tears from broken dreams and wasted years and tell the past to disappear oh let me tell you about my jesus and all the wrongs turned back you would and going undo if you could who can work it out for your good oh and let me tell you about my jesus Amen. I wasn't there when Jesus died. I wasn't there to see him rise. But I was there when he saved my soul. For within my heart, the Lamb arose. Amen. Praise God. All right, preacher, you come preach to us tonight. You pray for the man of God. All right. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter number 20. Good to see everybody here tonight. Funny how everybody sits towards the back. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> I just noticed that. Acts chapter 20. Last night, uh, I won't do Monday night again, but I would like to uh, just remind everybody of three things we emphasized last night in the first 12 verses of Acts chapter 20. The first thing, just simple thought, first three verses represent the work of the ministry. A lot of Christians just want to do something on Sunday. Sunday's easy. 
teach Sunday school class, great, magnificent. God wants your life. God wants 24-7, 365, all of it. So you're never off work. You're never offline, whatever term you want to use. So when you get up in the morning, you go to school, you need to be on business for God. You need to make sure if you play on a ball team, beyond the ball team, you're on his team. So you have a work to do. There's nothing you do or I do that's even close to as difficult as Paul. We just stepped around a little bit of it last night. Traveling was difficult. We all rode over here in soft seats, cool air, piece of cake to come over here. But we'll call it a sacrifice to go to church every night during revival. Really? You know. And I have. I've said the same thing. So there's no, nothing we do in the work of Christ that's anywhere near as difficult as Paul. Or dangerous. I'm not sure if we do anything dangerous. Maybe we do. We're getting ready to go to New York in June. Maybe that'll be dangerous. I don't know. We'll find out. I've been going to New York since 1999. I, I ain't got shot at yet, but I have had some difficulties. But still, I wouldn't say it's dangerous. I got no stories. I got no stories. So, are you involved in the work of the ministry? I'm, I didn't ask you if you was teaching Sunday school class. I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about your life. Second thing that we talked about last night were people. People, and we'll talk a little bit about that tonight and tomorrow night and Friday night. People were just part of Paul's life because he poured into their life. They didn't have his same last name. They didn't do Thanksgivings together. They served God together. They wept together. They cried together. They got hurt at each other. They forgave each other. And they kept going for Christ because what they were doing for Christ was more important than their little petty whatevers. I need, we need people in our lives. So I'm, who are you serving God with? Who's your people? What are their names? When's the last time you helped them through a sin? When's the last time you helped them grow their faith because of something you learned? All that's messy. All that will mess up your plans. All that will mess up your routine. Because it will not. And God don't want you living your life the way you want to live it. He wants you surrendered to the way He wants you to live. And although His way is best, it's not always going to be easy. So if you're looking for easy, go follow somebody besides Jesus. He's He's not inviting you to like a carnival. He's inviting you to denying yourself, taking up a cross, and following yeah. him. Now, is it going to be worth it? Hallelujah, yes. Is Jesus going to be enough? You won't know till you find out. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You ain't going to get that on Sunday. You're not going to get that in some testimonial service or some blowout revival they had one week. You're going to get that every day walking with him and find out that everything he says is true. 
And that we told that woman in John 4, I'll be everything you've been trying to find in men and everything else. I'll be, I'll be rivers of living water in you. You will never see that until you taste it. And that means you've got to open your Bible more than church days. Yeah. This is my intravenous life right here. Not church, not some preacher. This book, God wrote it. Last thing is the privilege we get to worship together. They did church together. They gathered, they rejoiced, they fellowshiped, they experienced God together in the house of God. I cannot underestimate the importance of gathering with God's people. It's a crescendo to the rest of your life. Don't try to make this like the the microwave of spirituality that you can just get enough on Sunday that it just kind of lingers. I mean, my coffee even gets cold after an hour. You're going to get cold. If you're dependent on some kind of big thing that happened on Sunday to last about Tuesday, it ain't going to happen. See, I got to have Jesus just constantly um, bringing me back to life. Why, why do you think Jesus said, like in John 6, when everybody left and he's left with just those 12 guys, and he told them in that passage, he says, You got to keep feeding and drinking of me. We got, we got too many people following some preacher. Uh-oh are all wound up in their local church. And I'm all wound up about being respectful of pastors. we got two sitting right here. I'm a preacher. I ain't Jesus. And I'm the pastor of a good local church down there in Pickens, but it's full of broken people. I'm following Christ. He feeds my soul. He satisfies my holes. So let's start in verse 13 tonight. We got a lot more verses to go tonight. We still ain't going to midnight, though, like your preacher said last night. Of course, he says a lot. We won't go there. In verses 13, 14, 15, and 16, I'll just kind of talk about those. We won't read those just just for, for time's sake. But in those verses, you've got the same stuff going on that you had in the first three verses of chapter 20. You got Paul, and he's been in Troas, and you've got another group of people that have made their way to Asos, and they're going to meet Paul there, and he's going to get on a ship, and they're going to keep going. And notice there's a little phrase there towards the end of one of those verses that says he was afoot. That means he didn't drive up in his Lincoln. You know, he was afoot. Again, I just want you to remember what Paul was doing was stinking difficult. It was just hard. Put on top of that, getting beat up, getting cussed out, majority of people pushing back on everything that you said, very few people getting redeemed. The most he ever stayed in any town was three months till he got to Corinth, and that was a year and a half. It was just difficult. So you just find him navigating in 13 to 7. Now you remember, he's trying his best to get to Jerusalem. Remember what he's doing. Remember we talked about last night in those first few verses? 
He's writing 2 Corinthians. He's writing the book of Romans. And again, he ain't doing that on no computer and sending it to his editor. He's writing that out himself and scratching stuff out and working this in. Spirit of God's moving him and whatever. And he's packing it up in little satchels and dragging that stuff all over the place. I mean, it was just a mess. In verse 3, he knows somebody's trying to kill him, so he don't even get on that boat, walks. So when he shows up to get on the boat with the rest of these people to go down to the island of Miletus so he can meet some preachers and friends of his from Ephesus, I mean, he's been on foot. He's been in danger. It was just hard. So I just, I just want you to keep that rolling in your head as, I, as we kind of work our way through this passage. So another thing he's doing, just because he loves those believers in Jerusalem, he's raising money through all the Gentile churches everywhere he goes. He's not asking money for himself. He's going to talk about in the latter part of this text. He's, st he's still doing tents. I mean, this one the guy asking to stay at the five star. Yep. I mean, he, he was he was doing tent work, mending tents to make ends meet. Now he asked for help financially. Church Philippi really supported him a lot. But then sometimes he wouldn't do that because he just didn't want them thinking he was doing it for money. So all that's going on in Paul's life all at one time. The danger, the travel mess, lugging around all them books, the money. He's trying to get to Jerusalem. But, but then he starts thinking about some people, some preachers. So he makes a plan. He's rushing He's going to go to the island of Miletus and he's going to get word to them. He's going to tell them to come and we're just going to have us some time. I don't know how much time it was. I don't know if it was a weekend preacher's conference or what, but it's just Paul and a bunch of men he had led to Christ, mentored and discipled and their pastors and he just wants to meet with them. So that, that's kind of where we have our story tonight. kind of starts in verse 17 or 18. And so I, I just want to give you a couple little things. We, we just got two thoughts, and then we're going to go back and get a verse and leave you with some applicable truths. So look at verse 17. He's meeting those elders of the church, verse 17. Notice in verse 18, he's about to tell them some things, verse 18, that you know. Now, how'd they know this? There's a bunch of people hears preachers say something. He's not, he's not telling them that. He's saying, you know what I'm about to tell you is true because we live this out together. Don't let your life be words. Let your life be life. The gospel you preach, you preach every day at work, at home, in the neighborhood. It doesn't matter where it's at. You are preaching gospel because you claim that the gospel has changed your life. Well, it needs to be visible every day, all the time, 24-7. That's your ministry, 2 Corinthians 4. That's your ministry. So he's saying, you know the life I lived among you. Look in verse 19. 19 and, and 20. 
Well, really just verse 19. Let's look at verse 19 first. Let me give you three little things to think about. He just talks about his life. So the first thing he wants to relate to them is just about his life. So I just want to, I just want to understand. That's what we get to do for God. We get to give him our life. So he's not talking about the messages he preached to them. He's not talking about the Bible studies he had. He's going to talk about that in a minute. But right now he's talking about my life with you. Here it is in verse 19. Serving the Lord. There's, there's the focus. He's serving them. But here's, here's the real focus. I'm serving the Lord with all humility of mind, with many tears, and temptations or trials which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. So the first thing that he's going to share that he wants them to remember is his life. One, it was humble. Paul wasn't a big shot. Paul wasn't a big preacher. Paul was a sinner saved by grace. Paul lived a humble life, not just in the, the way he lived his life, but before the people that he ministered to. There's, there's no hierarchy in, in Christianity. There's one Lord and we're all his servants and we all get to serve him. That creates an atmosphere of humility. First Peter chapter 5, it talks about that humility ought to be the garment that I wear all the time. All the time means at the house too. That's probably the toughest place to be humble. Is at the house. You can't get away from them people. They go on vacation with you. But the constant garment. So he's just reminding them when we were together, we were buddies. We were on the same page. We were one mind. We were one accord. One mind doesn't mean they didn't have disagreements. They just simply, at the end of the day, we're doing this for Jesus. We're doing this for his glory. We're doing this for souls. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about our angle. It's about Christ. One mind, one accord. That's like a chain. We're together. We're together. We might do different things, but we're in this together. And we 